if you are searching for an organization that is working for girls, let girls decide that because it's just very natural and very simple. Give them the decision-making powers. Hey everyone, my name is Alicia Miranda and welcome to What Donors Want, a podcast by IG Advisors. I'm the chief executive here at IG, and we're a London-based social impact strategy consultancy on a mission to bridge the gap between fundraisers, businesses, and philanthropists. At IG, we have unique insight into both donors and fundraisers and want to help them better understand each other. And so, we bring you season two of What Donors Want, our fresh, dynamic, and slightly irreverent view into major gifts fundraising, straight from the donor's mouth. Welcome back to What Donors Want. My name is Rachel Stephenson Chef. I am the producer and host of the show, and I'm incredibly excited for this episode, which is perfectly timed for International Women's Week. We are going to speak with three panelists of the With and For Girls Collective, which is one of the most progressive collectives and philanthropic models that I've certainly come across. Um, so I'm sitting here next to Emma Tallamy from the collective. So Emma, could you tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Thank you, Rachel. So the With and For Girls Collective is the world's only participatory fund by and for adolescent girls. Um, We were founded in 2014 and we recognise extraordinary girl-led and girl-centred groups and organisations around the world um, through an annual awards process that offers flexible funding alongside opportunities for collaboration, mentorship, accompaniment and profile raising. It's a unique and exemplary collaboration between 11 funders who are Comic Relief, Empower, Frida, the Young Feminist Fund, Mama Cash, Nike Foundation, Novo Foundation, Plan International UK, Purposeful, Stars Foundation, Global Fund for Children and Global Fund for Women. And the 11 funders are united by a common belief that girls are agents of change. Fabulous. And at IG, we've had the real privilege of being able to work with you guys over the years. And I actually remember my very first week on the job um, was at a With and For Girls Collective meeting. And I remember coming home and going, oh my God, is this actually my job? Do I get to work with this, these kinds of inspiring people? It was, it was an amazing introduction. So um, since the first year of the awards, which was back in 2015, the final selection of award winners has been made by panels of adolescent girls themselves across the world. So in total, they've had 104 girls across 12 countries awarding close to 4 million in flexible funding to 85 girl-led organizations in 49 countries. That is a lot of very impressive numbers. The idea of this shifting the power and the decision-making power into the hands of the girls that you are trying to support is is really extraordinary and, and certainly an inspiring example that I hope many funders will, will take after. So these panelists of girls who actually make the decisions about who should get awarded and why, I'm really, really honored today to be speaking with three of them in London for the 2020 award season. And do you want to tell us a little bit about who they are? So first of all, we have Andrea who's from the Europe and Central Asia panel. Um, Andrea is from Sibiu in Romania and she's 15. Um, She's representing the Association for Liberty and Equality of Gender and this is an organisation that promotes gender equality and fights gender-based violence. Um, It's also a 2016 With and For Girls award winner. 
We also have Adebola. She's from Nigeria. She's 16 and she's representing the Hayse Health Initiative, which creates opportunities for communities to make healthier choices through policy, advocacy and community mobilisation. And Hayse Health Initiative was also a 2015 With Them for Girls award winner. And we also have Ria from Nepal. She is a member, alumni and mentor at Women Lead in Nepal. And Women Lead Nepal was also a 2016 With Them for Girls award winner. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Emma, and for making this happen. Welcome all of you to What Donors Want. It's such a pleasure to meet you. It's it's a real honor to be interviewing the With and For Girls Collective, and, and thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. So, um, as you know, uh, one of the things that we always do at What Donors Want is we start off with a speed round of get to know you questions, and those actually have nothing to do with grant making or activism or philanthropy. And the whole idea, we, we started it because um, we really believe that you know donors of all kinds, we're all just people, we're all human beings, we all have common interests, and the idea is if you want to build really amazing partnerships with funders, that getting to know them on that human level is really important, um, and on that silly human level even. Uh, so some of these are quite silly, um, but I'm just going to go around this way and ask you a question each. Um, you can say the first thing that comes to your mind. There's really no such thing as a wrong answer, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Does that sound okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So um, let's go to you first. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, reading minds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I totally agree, although that kind of scares me. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know what everyone thinks about me. Um, Fantastic. Let's go to Adabola next. What are your impressions of London so far on this trip? Cold. <laughs> it yeah, is. It's 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 really cold. I've not experienced anything like this before. So it's. I mean, and it's quite a a grey rainy day. So yeah. yeah. Well, I enjoyed the dress up. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm from Canada, so I'm really used to cold. Yeah. <laughs> this is tropical for me. Um, all right, Andrea. Um, what is your favorite kind of music to listen to? I think rock music, mm. yeah. I, I love festivals. In our town, we have very many festivals, oh, rock festivals. Amazing. And yeah, I have this influence. <laughs> Do you have a favorite band, favorite rock band? Uh, I think Suburbia 11. Yeah. Amazing. All right, listeners, take note. Um, okay, back to you, Ria. Who is a role model that has inspired you and why? Um, actually, uh, for this question, role models uh, can be many people. I mm -hmm. can be inspired from each one of the people for each one of the things that I do. So there is no actually a specific role model for me. Uh, but it might be a mirror because I want uh, the person I see in the mirror to be confident enough to do something mm -hmm. and to do something great in my life. So I have many one who I, I get inspired from. Amazing. That's a great answer. And Adabola, over to you next. So if you could have dinner with any celebrity or public figure in the world, uh, they could be dead or alive, who would it be and why? The Queen of England. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the moment. I, I want to experience <laughs> a royal banquet mm. or something like that. Where I'm wearing a gown, I'm cutting, you know, someone's just cutting me to <laughs> the dinner table or something. It's very nice. Probably talk on issues from my country mm -hmm. and how she could be of help and something like that. Amazing. 
I, I mean, that would be quite uh, yes. quite fabulous. Yes, I've seen. I've been watching The Crown, so I'm very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very inspired by that. Andrea, if the world was going to end tomorrow, which let's be honest, sometimes it feels <laughs> like it, it it will. What would your last meal be? Um, I think my last meal would be a really big hamburger. Mm. Yeah, I love hamburgers. Yeah. I do as well. Ria, are you a night person or more of a morning person? I am more of a morning person. Yeah. Amazing, as am I. And Adebola, where's your favorite place to spend time? Hmm. Probably at home, seeing a good movie, reading a book. Mm. Listening to James Arthur's music and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a fan. So and finally, Andrea. Yeah. So obviously bec- besides your incredible fellow panelists, um, who is the most inspiring girl activist that you know of? I think uh, it is a Romanian girl, a woman, a Romanian woman. It's Sofia Nadezhda. Mm-hmm. She is great. She fights for our rights and um also, we have a um, literary critic, uh, Tito Maiorescu, and, and she fought with his idea because his idea were really bad, considering women, yeah. Amazing. Thank you. All right, that's it. So we are now um, done with the speed round. And thank you. Thank it you. Was really speed. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully quick and painless, but I think it's it's nice to always start off conversations on that note about, about you know, what we're all interested in and, and what we like and just bring it back to that human level. Um, but of course, now why we're here is, of course, to understand and really dive into your role as panelists of the With and For Girls Collective this year in 2020. Um, and you're also all previous award winners, so you have this really unique perspective of, of that transition. And before we dive into the meat of that, just to set some context, could you tell listeners about um, your personal act? Activism and how you first got involved in the With and For Girls Collective. Oh, okay, talking about myself, um, um, I am from Women Lead Nepal. So I'm from Nepal, mm-hmm. and there is a, an organization called Women Lead Nepal. So there, um, I had uh, it had a course of like one year lead course, and I was a participant of lead course. I get I got selected in a lead course. Um, yeah, even before that, I was like doing some of the community works, not really in an organization, but like with a group of friends like helping them or like going in many of the organizations for volunteering and uh, uh, such stuff. But in Women in Nepal, I got to um, learn about the real feminism, activism, how it it works and all. And we basically have the leadership program. So we got chance um, to teach the uh, students of grade nine when we were were in grade 12. So Mm -hmm. we young girls were teaching the younger ones and talking to the authorities and all. So we got uh, leadership training, and then after that, we got opportunity to teach others for four months to run a leadership program by ourselves. And then we got uh, the advocacy project in which we could design our project for ourselves, like for the community work, mm-hmm. and we can really work on that project. So they, were, it's, they will give us some of the... Uh, fundings Mm -hmm. and then we work for the project so that's how I got into the activism and I got uh, into like working in feminism activism amazing thank you so my involvement in activism was um, started two years ago 2018 Um, I'm representing Haiti Health Initiative from Nigeria so they organized an event to mark the International Day of the Girl Child, October 11th. Mm -hmm. And alongside with it, they also um, organized an essay contest 
where girls were to write and express their thoughts on what gender equality means to them. And I'm their 2018 winner. So Congratulations. Uh, thank you. So ever since then, I've been involved in a lot of activities. I've become their girl child ambassador, where I provide, I provide alongside some other girls, we provide safe spaces for girls. Um, we organize talk shows. Um, I was involved in a panel discussion and... I was um, also, until I was told of um, the With and for Girls Award, where I was going to be mm-hmm. a panelist interviewing organizations and then picking out the winners. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and, and I, I enjoyed every bit of the interview. I enjoyed everything, you know, um, getting to know other people, their culture, their life what they too are facing mm-hmm. since there's one thing we all share in common which is um um fighting against the girls child and their rights and all so um it's really good i'm really happy to be here and i'm enjoying it fabulous thank you so much yeah uh, i always wanted to help people i always wanted to make something to improve the world mm-hmm. and uh someday i heard from my friends about this organization she was volunteering and she said, they are making a panel for this and they are choosing. And I was like, wow, I really want to get involved and do something because from my point of view, I am tired uh, to be seen like an object, we women, and it's like really upsetting and frustrating. And I really got involved and now I'm so happy to do something and to be here and to get to know all these wonderful women who are fighting for the same cause. Mm -hmm. It's like really amazing. Even though we are from different corners of the world, we are a big family, a big united family. And like this is a wonderful feeling, a unique feeling. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's very, very cool. And... You're, you're panelists this year. Um, you were award winners in previous years. And what was it like to to receive funding from the Within Four Girls Collective? What, what was that like for your work? How did how did that change things for you? Uh, apart from just the having the fundings or the money, mm-hmm. we actually have a lot of connections, mm-hmm. and that's really important for organizations because um, we live in Nepal, and Nepal is a really small country. It's in Asia, and we are not uh, to have a relationship with the countries like UK and the other countries. It's really big deal for us. Like mm-hmm. it's really important for us to get the network. So not just the money. This this award, like this within for girls, has uh, made an opportunity for us to connect with other people, other organizations. And I think that is greater than the fundings uh, or just the fundings that we had because it sustains Mm -hmm. uh, fundings. We just like finish, like we just do some work and it's done. But uh, the connections that we got, the networks that we got from the the awards and the award week, that was really helpful for Women Lead Nepal as Mm -hmm. well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you've you've won this award. Now you're here to be on the official panel for 2020, and I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what that experience is like to move from the grant receiver to now the decision maker. For me, it was really unique because um, uh, because we have won the award and we really know the value that other organizations is needing, like the value of the award, the value of getting to connect with other networks and it's really amazing that Within for Girls uh, has decided to, you know, uh, make a panel of all the young girls so that they could be... um, 
knowing the things that organizations mm-hmm. are really working for them or what they need or what they don't. Yeah, um exactly how uh, Rhea said but it also was really hard mm-hmm. because all the organization were so good and well prepared and we only had to choose a few of them and like it was so hard because we really wanted that everybody gets funding and yeah yeah how many did you choose or what what was the kind of size of it how many Out applied of 10 we yeah. chose just 5 okay yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And yeah, can what about for for you two? What what has been the most challenging aspect of being a decision maker? The most challenging thing that I faced was the feeling that I had after the uh, we selected winners because it was very mixed feelings. So we had a huge debate on like selecting. Even uh, us panels had a huge debate on sel- selecting the girls, so we had to take one more day to review and to discuss more about it. But at the end of the day, um, uh, uh, Manashidi, who was like actually guiding us, like who is a facilitator for us in that session, uh, told me that within for girls is uh, it's not just leaving the organizations that are not were uh, like winning the award. They are like keeping record, uh, keeping track on them. They are like uh, actually following up with them, and that really helped, uh, you know, to select the winners and then mm-hmm. we got into the decision uh, b- before than that we had a like really huge debate on whom to select and whom to not yeah, yeah. can you um tell me a little bit more about that debate so uh, well first of all the panel there's three of you of course here but how many people in total on the panel five five, five. okay so so there's five of you evaluating 10 mm. applicants right for five winners so when you do have a disagreement how do you navigate that? What what does that decision-making process look like? As for example, we gave points for each organization. Okay. And uh, at the end, we made a really big score. Yeah. And if there was still uh, disagreements, we voted. And it was okay because we were five. And it was hard for the one who had the decided vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was very very hard and heartbreaking to yeah. see some organization yeah. know yeah yeah it's yeah um, so for us, it was just the opposite. Uh, we decided uh, we decided not to vote because sometimes minorities, uh, that, like in voting, sometimes minorities still can have a good point. So in ours, it was more like convincing the other panels, like how, like what are the points that you see better in the, or, the organizations that why they need more funding than the other organizations. So we actually didn't have a vote. Uh, we had a discussion where we tried to convince like each other to uh, actually select one of the organizations right so were you on different panels then oh i see okay we are for different regions yeah i'm from asia pacific okay um sub-saharan africa region and i'm from europe and since we're asia i see okay no that makes sense so you have like these different kind of decision making groups and then you come together in london this week um so and so you kind of made the case or had a debate and tried to convince each other. And I think for listeners um, of the podcast, a lot of them are trying to raise funds for their own work, trying to apply to various awards programs or grants or whatever that looks like for them. Um, So what can you talk a little bit about what stands out for you in a good application? The organization who are really natural because there were some organizations who you can saw that 
they are really trying so hard mm. and they are like responding so formal. No, we really like the organization who are natural and uh, tell us the truth and presenting our, their projects with their own words. And like, it's not that they are not, not that stressful. Yeah, they mm -hmm. relax in this organization. Yeah. And of course, when someone tries too hard, you can always tell. Yeah. But And, and it's natural, though, if you, if you need funding for your work, of course you're going to, there's a degree of desperation just inevitable in that. But it's really interesting to hear that. It yeah, can kind of also yeah. need to be relaxed yeah. because we are all people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. How about for you? Yeah. The main thing is just be yourself, be real, be very convincing. Don't seem to, um, what's the, don't go to the extreme. Yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's it. Um What do you mean by that? What extreme? Like, don't make it seem like you've had a very massive impact when it's still growing or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right, right. Yeah. And um, um, always look out for what um, the criteria is, because you obviously mm -hmm. know you would have been told what the criteria is. So stick to it. Don't go beyond and don't, um, don't go to the extreme, like I said. Yeah. Just... Um, Follow the instructions, be real, be confident, get a very good representative, someone who knows so well about the organization, someone who can defend your organization very well. I think um, you're actually not judging people on the way they speak, their, uh, you know, uh, how they are good in public speaking or not. We are actually not judging on them. So we are actually just looking for, like, how do how do they value the organization's work? It's not just pleading for help. It's not just, oh, we are in need of help. We, we don't have anything. No, you need to prove the donors that why do you need help? So how do you sustain mm -hmm. further? So that's the point that we kept on our mind to actually want, we wanted them to be prepared as well, mm -hmm. but we wanted them uh, not to, like, we were not expecting them to be a very good uh, public speakers. We were just expecting them to embrace the value of their organizations and mm -hmm. to show us the points that could really convince us. Uh, so, yeah, that could be for the, like, listeners, that you need to embrace the value of our organization and you need to get in there. Um, don't also, um, another thing, don't give us the impression of, You're in dying need of that money. Mm -hmm. This is a very good opportunity for you to let us know about your organization. So interesting what you're saying because you've all commented on this idea of authenticity and you know not being too desperate to the to the point where it kind of makes you as panelists uncomfortable yeah. at the same time you don't maybe have to be the best public speaker on earth you know yeah. understanding that there's a lot of factors and language ability and you know people might be more introverted whatever that is but it's this fine balance of you don't have to be the complete expert in that but you have to sell yourself to a degree exactly and be authentic yeah. and that yes. can be it's it's quite a, a a fine line. It's also quite interesting the point you made about the sustainability of mm -hmm. you want to know that the organizations you're funding can survive beyond the award. Mm. Otherwise, it puts the award in a tricky position where there's, you know, what happens after the next year when the money is spent? Does the project just die out? And I, I think that's something that pretty much every donor on the show so far has said, which is we want, we want to connect with you authentically as a human, and we also want to know that you can survive beyond our gift, because otherwise it puts us in this very anxious position. Yes. Um, um, a few more questions for you about the decision-making process for you. So how long from start to finish did you have to evaluate and make those decisions? 
I think there were um, four days of interviewing, and the okay. last day was the decision-making day. Yeah. Yeah, a whole day from 8 to 5 p.m. Okay. I think we, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ours was three days. We had two days, um, a two-day workshop to get us ready, what to ask, how to comport yourself. Right. You know, then the main three days were the interviews. I think we had about three to two interviews in a day. Mm-hmm. One was probably four, and that was two. Yeah, it was a whole day. So it's like going to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, being in an office setting, sitting yeah. in the cool chair, yeah. you know, yeah, waiting for the uh, interview to start. And you're like, yeah, you're in charge, you know. So, you know, you're going to be ready. But yeah, it was fun. Definitely. I enjoyed it. That's great. Um, in ours, it was, like, similar, like, of Adibola. We had, like, two days of workshop for right. getting us prepared. Like, because before we uh, interview an organization, we need to know the organization and we need to know what criteria we set. Yeah. Because it's, uh, sometimes it's really important to be specific mm-hmm. uh, because you can be blown away by the, some emotions or, like, something while interviewing. So we were getting prepared for that, right. to do's and don'ts that we are going to do in an interview. And about the decision-making, we didn't have, like, certain day um, because some organizations just were so amazing that we had an impression of them just after an interview and we were like yeah we are going to make them a winner and some organizations like needed a debate like mm-hmm. uh, so we had um, we, we didn't have a fixed time to select a winner because we already agreed uh, we all panelists panelists were already agreed on some organizations but for some we didn't agree on we, like, we, we, we took two days like we started in the evening and then we reviewed in our home and like prepared like who are we going to favor and like that and then who are we going to convince for and then the next day we had a decision yeah yeah. my uh, decision making process is similar to Ria's Uh, so before we met with the organizations of course we already have an idea of what they are into so reading their portfolio you're blown away you're like wow all right and then the interview comes up and you're like yeah, so they don't you, come you off get, yeah, yeah in the same way exactly yeah. so that was really tough yeah because what we've seen on their portfolio it's really really good you're like yeah okay these people are going to give, be given an award and then the representative who comes up is like oh no And can you talk about that a little bit more? Because I think that's super interesting insight for listeners, which is, so you have the first stage, which is when you receive the written application, right? So you review the materials and then you meet them in person. So in that first stage where you're just reading what they've sent you, what stands out? What makes a really good written application for you? If they involve girls and have yeah. really many projects with them, like workshops, tea party, stuff like that. And if they are really... Uh, like a big family, if they're not just um, concerning about this global project, but they are going in schools and really talk to the girls, not just in theory. They are really doing something. Mm-hmm. And also they need to be clear. It's not that they include everything that the organization do, but then um, some 
some organizations were like in maybe in order to include everything they do they were using some abbreviations that we don't expect them to use because we don't know what they mean so yeah so that really didn't stand out in an application we didn't really see oh what, what is this we, we don't mm. know and uh, using very complex sentences in the so don't do that just be natural like just use simple sentences and don't use abbreviations while you are <laughs> giving an application to yeah. make a good impression yeah and make it simple because we are just yeah. girls yeah it, exactly. everything was so <laughs> official and like, i was like oh my god i really need to stay with a dictionary next to me to look up the words yeah it was really hard but, okay so the other thing was going through their application they needed to be girl-led mm -hmm. girl-centered be revolved around girls um and also during the interview process because ours was a skype call mm -hmm. we didn't meet them in person yeah so they had to have a girl representative by them who was probably going to do most of the talking because she's a beneficiary so we want to hear from her we want to hear her speak not really the representative most organizations didn't have that. Yeah. yeah yes. And to let the girls speak because we had cases in which uh, the adults just interrupted her and we were like exactly. really frustrated exactly. because we wanted to communicate with her and yeah. hear everything yeah. from her, not from adults. And yeah. also don't just put her for the sake of, you know, keeping, uh, including her just in an interview yeah. and just you're going to talk about your organizations. Yeah. So like make her like maybe prepared about the, what is going to happen and how, uh, like what are we, why uh, are the interviews happening because some girls were in the interview but they had no idea what's going on yeah. maybe the representatives just wanted to show her face yeah mm -hmm. and don't do that yeah. Yeah. i think that's super interesting and, and applicable to all causes where it's so tokenized and it's so clearly inauthentic the way that people bring in yeah. these people who they're trying to support and and you know, trying to center, so to speak. But if they don't do that in a genuine way, it just doesn't come yeah. off well. And I think also your point about this simple language, and I think that's actually, that's something that, again, every donor on the show has said, no matter their degree of language. I know you said you, we want a dictionary next yeah. to you, but yeah. but I, I don't think that's to do with English proficiency. We've had donors of all kinds say, oh my goodness, like I'm reading this and it's just a wall of text and there's so much yeah. jargon and acronyms that are, I don't understand. They haven't explained and just tell me what you want and what you do in a way that's I can explain to others, others yeah, in a quick way. So I think that's a really important insight because all the donors are saying it, just, you know, make it clear and simple for us. So it's, it's really, really useful. So you've spoken a lot about some of the key star qualities of those who get awarded. They're good at selling what they do, they're authentic, they're simple, they're genuine in how they actually center girls. Now that you've gone through this experience of being the decision maker, of, of awarding the grants, in the future when you're applying for perhaps another award or a different kind of grant or raising support for your work, what kind of lessons do you think you might take from this experience that might affect how you would fundraise? I think we will always remember to be natural and simple and to know that the people we are talking to are also just people and not to be that stressed. I think uh, the lesson that I got is... Um, uh, maybe like there are peoples who have different point of views, like who have uh, who take things very differently. Like someone can like the person who is very natural, but then someone cannot like that person because maybe they are talking like out of the topic. They are not specific because being natural also means like uh, that. So maybe you should be natural but prepared about what you're talking. You should be mindful of the things that you're talking because. 
when you are running an organization, you should be responsible. Like you should be held responsible for the things that you do. Um, so being natural is okay, but you should be mindful of the things that you need to mention and do not go out of the way mm -hmm. while talking. And yeah, that's that. That's the thing that I learned. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the thing is, is just like Kriya said, do not go out of the scheme. If that's the correct word, um, if this is the criteria, if this mm -hmm. is the um, condition, or yeah, you follow it, you don't go beyond it. Just follow their rules and mm -hmm. regulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's better to it's safer that way than um, being extreme. I like yeah. using that word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean though, and I think it's something that a lot of funders say as well, where they publish really clear guidelines, if they do, not all of them do, but when they do, and they say, this is what will make you eligible, This, these are the kinds of things we're looking for, and then organizations that don't fit within that apply anyway, because they think they can maybe yeah, influence it. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. And yeah, yeah, and I really, I do, I totally understand that instinct, especially if you really need the support, but at the same time, it, it can be a waste of time. Yeah, and also you are an organization, so you are actually the role models for many people, mm -hmm. And that is that is the reason why you need to be, you know, uh, professional or uh, be specific about the work that you're doing mm -hmm. and not going out of the way, like, just like that. Another thing is um, do not expect everything to work for you. You're going for an interview doesn't mean you're going to get a positive answer. Just mm -hmm. give it your best shot. Mm -hmm. It's definitely it. a numbers game. Yes. You just have to get all the applications out there as much as possible and see what comes back. Absolutely. Um, so next question for you guys is about the model of With and For Girls Collective. So it's a very progressive model, this idea of participatory grant making, the whole idea that the With and For Girls Collective gives you the power to decide who gets what award. That's a, it's super rare among funders. Most funders make the decisions themselves and they have no lived experience of what it's like to be a girl activist or whatever that means in, in their context. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say to a funder that might be considering a similar model of handing mm. the decision-making power to the community that they want to support. What? How would you make the case to them? I think it's really important. If you if you are searching for an organization that is working for girls, let girls decide that because it's just very natural and very simple. So if you uh, if you're trying to donate the organization that is working for LGBTIQ, so actually uh, give them the decision-making powers. Just like Aria said. For there to be some form of fairness and, um, I don't want to use the word justice, but fairness, whatever um, organization or whatever kind of fund they want to give, be it the girls, be it the LGBTIQ, or the thing is you carry them along so that if you accept it for the fact that they have other people like them who are out there trying to fight for what is right. So you carry them along. Yeah, I get the fact that you like to make the decisions on your own, but it's actually better and it will be more considerate if you carry them along. Let them uh, make the decisions themselves mm -hmm. because most of the times they seem to know what the people like them go through. They seem to know what the people like them need. That way, so they too, who, so that um, the organizations they might be interviewing or questioning could also open up and, you know, really speak from within. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yes. That, that 
understanding in the, yeah. the peer-to-peer. Like a heart-to-heart yeah. connection. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah, I think mm. they covered all. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been incredibly insightful. Thank you so much for all of your time and your insights. I think there's no doubt that this is going to be a really valuable conversation, not just for girl activists who might be listening, but for any kind of organization that's understanding how people make decisions, how panels make decisions. Before we sign off, though, I just wanted to ask, what is the one piece of advice or information that you want listeners to really take away from this conversation? To never give up. Yeah, definitely. Be real. Be natural, be straightforward, be yourself. Don't go to the extreme. Follow the rules, follow the criteria. Be on check and things will fall in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say that uh, you know what you want uh, exactly. to the listeners. So you do what you want. Even uh, don't get influenced by our like uh, points as well because you might know it better. So yeah, you mm-hmm. do what we w- you want because you know what you want. I love it. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Thank you for your Thank time. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> it was really so nice talking yeah. to you. Oh my goodness. It was, the honor is all mine. Thanks for listening to another episode of What Donors Want. And a huge, huge thank you to our three panelists and to the With and For Girls Collective for making this possible. I know I'm, I'm personally a huge fan of all the work that they do, so it was an incredible honor to be able to sit down and speak directly with them. As always, if you have any questions for us or if you want to reach out, you can reach us online at impactandgrowth.com. Say hello to us at Twitter. Our handle is at IG underscore advisors. Or you can reach out to us directly and we can go for a coffee in London. And of course, as always, a huge thank you to our official sponsor, the Siegel Family Foundation, who makes all of this possible. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another episode really soon. Mm-hmm.